Hey, what's up? Welcome to Movie Dumpster Season 3, Episode 10. Today we're talking The Suckling from 1990, directed by Francis Terry. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor. Joe, how did you get me to watch Draniac twice? McGraw. <laughs> Welcome to the dumpster. You and me are going to stop that thing from attacking anyone else. You're not going to do anything foolish now. The two times it killed, it traveled through the pipes. Now I figure if we clog those pipes, it'll be trapped. Well, it sounds like a good plan. It might work. All right, let's get started. No, seriously, how did you mindfuck me into watching the same movie twice? Right? That's what happened? Look, it's not the same thing. You know what? Yeah, you know mm. why I think they feel the same is because of the production value. They're both like those independent, um, you know, low budget kind of gore fests. Also, because lots of inappropriate things happen and people are murdered through toilets with tentacles. Sure. I would almost argue that the Draniac, if you're going to even try to compare it to this film, is like the super light version of this that adds a little bit of a ghost story yeah i mean maybe it's its cousin may a cousin i could see cousin i could see same family tree <laughs> <laughs> a couple of the relatives you know were knocking boots though they weren't necessarily going out of family the draniacs from the south you think and sucklings from the from the north yeah i could see it the clan draniac yeah clan clan draniac <laughs> oh we're from the clan draniac what are you doing up down here with your suckling we don't want you around here <laughs> i mean i can only imagine that they're related to the van dams if there's some incest involved oh man maybe yeah i think so there's weird sex things going on maybe yeah uh, kind of the crux of this film, actually. I, th I think Granny owns this property. <laughs> <laughs> Granny is too good to own this property, honestly. Well, she just rents it out, clearly. Oh, okay. Where do you, th where do you think I keep my, my brothel at? There, there's one. <laughs> there's one, right, exactly. I just collect rent from that place. I have no idea who's in there. Big Mama's managing that one now. What do you mean a giant aborted fetus? What are you talking about? <laughs> Radio... <laughs> Radioactive waste? What? What? You're talking about the being? <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe they took a detour. There you go. I mean, I mean, if we're talking about relatives here in the MDU, you know the being and the fucking suckling have some kind of connection. I think the suckling has more in common with the being. They're both lost little boys or or little kids. <laughs> well, yeah, you know? sure. That's what I think. Lost something or others. They're full of rate. They're full of angst. Young angst. Yeah, yeah. One's lost. We'll call it that. <laughs> well, I mean, he wakes up in a strange place for sure. He's he's certainly misplaced. <laughs> it's the same fucking barrel of toxic waste. <laughs> I could see it. By by the way, I just want to prepare everybody. Like, I mean, like, get ready for like, hey, dead baby joke the movie. Oh yeah. So okay, strap in because. This movie has abortion in it, and um, yeah, I don't think you'd be listening to the show if you weren't okay with that. I think this is the sleaziest thing we've watched. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would even argue it's kind of trauma level, or, or pretty damn close. We're going we're gonna to touch a little bit of... Trauma's involved at, okay. at, 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 a, uh, at some level. Big surprise. Not directly with the production, but uh, ties, if you will. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean... <sighs> Do we have to throw a disclaimer on this? Like, no. 
<laughs> I wasn't going to personally like. I mean, I think that if 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 we even had to, that was it. Yeah, it's fantasy. I mean, this is movie dumpster. We've talked about Denise Richards fucking blowing up a bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about you know Jeffrey Jones. If you yeah. if you know what we're talking about here, which is way worse. That's a re- that's a real monster. And uh, you know we've talked about Daniel Baldwin, and that should be a sin in and of itself. So if you <laughs> if you've got if you've come this fucking far after Daniel Baldwin has been graced uh, multiple times in your presences, yeah, I, I think you'll uh, be okay. If you survive the boogeyman, you'll be fine. If the subject is triggering to you, uh, that's fine. But also, this movie is absurd. And let me just put this way out here in the front. And not save it for the end. Um, Director Francis Terry did not make this film as in any kind of social commentary about abortion or anything like that. It was strictly just like, oh, that's a crazy idea. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I could see it. Okay. All of that kind of stuff came later when other people saw it and they were like, this is a fucking commentary for abortion. (laughs) I think it's just making fun of the whole thing, if you can even make fun of it. Kind of. And then Francis was like... Yeah, it sure is. Oh, <laughs> it sure is here. I'm now. I'm promoting the film. Did you know you made a gay movie? Yes, said the producers of Nightmare Two. <laughs> um, yeah, we sure did. It was on purpose. But yeah, I just wanted to put that right out there too, because like there is no underlying commentary, and it, and it really speaks to the of how, um, you know, people take the art and put their own meaning to it. The, the the inference, if you will. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I'm sure there's a, an article or, or an, uh, another podcast out there that's like, yeah, this, this whole movie is a social commentary on why abortion is, is, is bad and blah, 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 and uh, snootyfilmshit.com. Like, I just feel like that's somewhere. And it's just like, well, if the director didn't intend to do that and it was just kind of like, oh, this is creepy or whatever, um, you know, I don't know. It, it's kind of like the alien thing for me. Um, if you can extrapolate social commentary from this movie, more power to you, because I forgot people's names at some points. They don't even say certain characters' names. No. It's just like you look at the credits and it's like, girl, doctor. <laughs> it's like the whole thing with alien and like the whole rape thing and like, yeah, I, I guess it's there. Sure. Um, but I, I don't know if I personally agree with it. I don't even know if that's what Dan O'Bannon did or intended. I don't know. Or Ridley Scott had just said that afterwards and was like, yeah, it, yeah, it was. It was all about rape and blah, blah, blah. Men getting pregnant or something, question mark. That's a very interesting interpretation of his voice. I, I, I don't know. He's British. To that point, there, I'm a huge fan of um, tchotchke giveaway shits, right? Like, like, like old video store promotional items or any type of, like, kitschy promotional thing for movies and stuff. This film had a little foam latex fetus in a jar that said danger on it, and then it had the title of the film. I don't know how rare rare that is. I'm sure it's rare as shit because, first of all, I don't own this movie on VHS, and I've been looking for a very long time. So, two things. <laughs> if any, if anybody listening has the suckling on VHS and wants to part with it and or um, this promotional fetus item, um, I need to purchase both of them um, and reach out to us, please. I would, <laughs> I would love to uh, to own these things, uh, f- eventually. You know, I was joking that GVD and the Van Dams had something to do with this film, but with a fetus in a fucking jar, uh, 
I think I just I think you just proved it, Joe. Yeah. Now, can you eat that and, and sustain your uh, craving? That's what I want to know. It's possible. I don't know if it's pickled, right? <laughs> oh, that might be the one thing missing. Yeah, I feel you need that special Rucker Hauer juice in the fucking jar. <laughs> I was gonna say this. This already sounds like something that we'd find at his desk in that movie. <laughs> I was in I was in a plane in Africa and one functioning vagina. <laughs> Where do you think he got that juice from? Oh. It was a suckling juice. So oh. <laughs> So um Sorry, I'm not really sure where I should start. There's a lot of shit to talk about behind the scenes, but there's also, like... I, I was going to say, I don't know a fucking thing about this movie. There's not much out there. Didn't look like it. No, this is like one of those films where literally nobody on Wikipedia had a link to another fucking page. No, I mean, we're we're it's a bunch of nobodies in this film with a direct... This is the director's only film that he's ever made. Well, because I think one thing that's really interesting about this film before we actually dive in is... It, w- it was made in 1990, but it's set in 1973, and I think they kind of nail that, strangely enough. That, yeah, because I thought this movie was made in the 70s. <laughs> I think just because the the way that it's shot, I mean, I don't think it looks 70s at all. I think it looks like, it, it, it looks more 80s to me, like early 80s, which I guess is kind of... 70s right i could see that more so it's the 70s leftovers so yeah so yeah like sean said made in actually it was made in 89 came out in 90 and then and then released in 92 oof and most of this is shot in brooklyn really uh a lot of a lot of like the house is in brooklyn um i believe and then they did like other stuff uh they did a hospital some hospital in another part of the city and and um one other place they did like the basement scene. So you guys, uh, want, does somebody want to plot crunch this uh, bad boy? Oh boy. Uh, if not, I will. <laughs> go for it. Okay. A couple go to a uh, a brothel and uh, the boyfriend, Phil, uh, basically lies to her and uh, she is drugged and knocked out and is given an abortion against her will. And they they flush this fetus down a fucking toilet, and it falls in some toxic waste, and then it gets eight feet fucking tall, and uh, starts giving people raspberries and clawing people to fucking death, <laughs> and it's climbing through the walls, and uh, they're pretty much trapped in there because it somehow creates this almost like embryonic fluid that gets stuck to all the walls and doors outside that keeps them trapped. Yeah, this membranous thing. And they, uh, they try to survive, and that's kind of the movie. Sort of. It also has... Big, giant, silly Magikarp eyes, and I laughed every time it looked at the camera. <laughs> we got we got Ralph Cadero and Dean Mersel working on the effects on this. Um, uh, Ralph Cadero uh, worked on, like, Toxic Avenger, and so that's, like, how that tr- how the trauma shit is, is going to start leaking into this, right? That, that makes too much sense. Yeah, so he's worked on Toxic Avenger and, like, Flesh-Eating Mothers, um, Robot Holocaust, um, but also... Coraline. Wow. Whoa. And that Brendan Fraser George of the Jungle movie. Oh. <laughs> we got to do that one day. Yeah, maybe. Whenever we feel like hating ourselves again. You know, it's been <laughs> a little while since Pluto Nash. <laughs> and Cordero was like the main point guy. I mean, he he designed the creature in the suit the whole fucking nine. But uh, Dean Mersel, I guess, was his assistant. Um, but Dean's worked on uh, Critters 3 and 4, Black Roses, uh, fucking Begotten, um Blades, the, the Killer Lawnmower movie, um, Metamorphosis, The Alien Factor, the sequel to Deadly Spawn, uh, Children of the Corn 3, uh, Buffy the fucking Vampire Slayer, and 
Face off. <laughs> oh my god. Face off. Yeah. I just perked up. My ears perked up. Yeah. No, not the show face off. I'm talking about like John Travolta, Nicolas Cage face off. Yeah. You're talking face off. Face off. You named a lot of movies that have amazing effects, but face off always fucking blows me away every time I watch that movie because the way they do that face transfer looks fucking amazing. Um, well, because it's Kevin Yeager, baby. I mean, this. Oh. I mean, this dude. <laughs> this dude, Mercil, is working under uh, <laughs> Kevin Yeager, like for his shop, whatever that may be. It's still cool. It's still a pretty sweet um uh, um list of uh, credits. Because the effects in this film, I think. I mean, we're gonna talk about this. So I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but uh, I think it might be the best part of the film is the actual effects in it. Wholeheartedly agree. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, also, just a little peek behind the curtain for this. This is a low-budget movie. I couldn't tell. I, no, I know, but my my case in point is it was like 50 grand for the whole thing. Oh, And it shows, <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. But the, fu- but the fucking creature effects... Were ten thousand. It took ten thousand dollars. Wow! To make this creature, and I just want to kind of put that into perspective for you because, like, I feel like a lot of people don't realize how much work it is to create creature effects, let alone a whole fucking suit with animatronics in the head and shit like that. You know? Yeah. Um, and and for how low budget this is, it's still that much money. You know what I mean? To, to, to have something as good as what we get in this film. Because we got all kinds of shit. We got stop motion in this film. We got hand puppets. We got full suits. We got animatronic heads. Um, all kinds of good shit. Reverse photography, which I love. Um, just one more tidbit before we really jump into it. Michael Gingold is in the fucking creature suit for a lot of these scenes. And who is that? Because I'm not familiar with that name. <laughs> he is the former editor-in-chief of Fangoria Magazine. What the <laughs> fuck? Okay. Yeah. That was a weird credit. Yeah. Um. Super awesome, dude. Um. I got the chance to bull- bullshit with him at, uh, I think, Monster Mania he was at. He was promoting his book, uh, The Ad Nauseum, which is like all of these... Um, old uh at newspaper ads for for movies that are all cut out and he put this book oh, together okay. it's really great um if that sounds fun yeah you need you guys need to check it out and listeners need to check it out if you haven't already good shit um what he, he has a horror one and he has a sci-fi one which is really cool okay two genres right up my alley yeah man now he's got to do the fantasy one and then he's got me totally hooked yeah i wrote a whole goddamn um review of that book and then got burned by some uh, this company, or not even a company, um, I forgot what the fuck it was called, I don't want to call anybody out on the air, but it, it, like, dissolved, and he, like, and this dude, like, fucked over, like, a bunch of artists and graphic designers and, and writers and shit, and, like, it was a bummer, oh my so, God. yeah, so I should probably just release, put that out there, because I wrote it, it's just sitting in a fucking file, anyway. Yeah, fuck it, put it out there for the people. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's in the fucking creature suit, and it, I just thought that was so crazy, I don't know. I had no idea until I until I cracked open my fucking vinegar syndrome Blu-ray of this. <laughs> <laughs> started started scanning it. I like how you're like I don't have it on VHS, but I certainly have it on Blu-ray. <laughs> I sure do. Yeah. Um. And there he was. Fucking. He has a whole interview on the disc. It was it was really good. How's the transfer on that Blu-ray? I'm just curious because I watched it on our good friend Tubi, and it was pretty clear. But I just am curious how good a Blu-ray could look. Um. Well, Vinegar Syndrome always does a fucking killer job on their discs because this movie's gritty looking. Correct. And like, I feel like they did as good a job as they could have on it. I mean, it sounds good. It looks good. Uh, for what it is, 
you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you see movies like even, you know, my dad always buys this kind of shit, but like the old Universal Monster movies on like the highest, you know, quality possible. And you're sitting there like, holy shit, this looks amazing. So I guess I could see it. Uh, P.S. It Just side note. Uh, I have the um the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Like I have that whole uh Universal Monsters like Blu-ray set they put out. Yeah. And they had Creature from the Black Lagoon like in 3D, but not the anaglyphic 3D, like... 3D TV 3D? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, my old man has a fucking uh, a 3D projector um, in their house. And I was able to fire this up, um, you know, before the, you know, all the fucking pandemic and shit. But, like, I was so stunned watching watching it because, like, it was, I had seen it, I've seen it a million times. It's like one of my, it's my favorite, you know, Universal Monster movie. But, like, it was so fucking clear, and the 3D was amazing. Like, I, I just I, seeing a black and white film in 3D. Yeah, there's and being so like well done. I don't know. It it was absolutely fucking stunning. <laughs> I I gotta do that now because my favorite. Uh, just just because you said yours, I'll say mine. My favorite Universal monster movie is probably Bride. Yeah. Of Frankenstein. And I would like to see that in 3D because those little guys in the fucking jar, that probably looks sick. Yeah. Well, is that 3D? I, I'm saying if it, it's got to be out there, you would think, right? Oh, I don't know because Creature was originally presented in 3D like in the cinema. Oh. And then they made okay. it three. They made a 3D version of it on the on the disc, um, which was cool. Well, regardless, now I got to track down a fucking copy of Bride of Frankenstein because now it's like in the back of my head. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, you, you got to watch them back to back. You know, you can't just go into two without watching one. No, not at all. But I digress. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the MCU. You can't just sit down with one. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or the MDU. You know, you just can't sit down with like one of them. You got to you got to watch all eighty three movies in a row, and then then you can finally know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, keep up, Marvel. Yeah, once you piece it all together, you fucking you know you you attain uh, galactic oneness. You know, right? Well, you know, you got that Sutter Kane fucking uh, picture. You got to piece together. We've talked about it before. Yes, exactly. You go right to fucking Hobbs End. Meet that fucking, uh, that tentacle lady. Yeah, and then next door is the wizard's house. Ali Oates is there. <laughs> uh, you know, Dobby's there doing fucking tequila on the on the top of the kitchen table. Fucking doorbell rings. Who's that? Oh, Norm. Norm from fucking house is there. Yeah. Yeah, Norm comes over. <laughs> he's got his bathrobe on. He's got his Chinese food. He's trying to, you know, be buddies with the fucking wizards, but he's got no powers. No. He's like, he's like Friar Tuck. He's just, he's just kind of there. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's watching, a, he watches Haggerty come in with that fucking smoke cloud, and, and George <laughs> Wayne pulls out his fucking uh, cigar and he's puffing away. He comes over to watch the Bears game with 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 all of them with, with Gunner. Yeah, <laughs> GVD's not there, and he's like, "Hey, uh, what happened to that old lady? I hated that son of a bitch. What a heartless woman. She's in the back. Got heart of gold. Love her. Want to fuck her? Heart of gold. <laughs> love that one. Can't wait for her to fucking pin me up against a wall. Oh my goodness. You wouldn't survive. Come here, Norm. I'm gonna get under that bathrobe. <laughs> you guys at home, you had to know that Norm was getting into the fucking wizard's castle at some point. I know. You listen to that fucking house episode in House 2? There you go. Yeah, you know you know who's not getting in there? Fucking Gramps. He can sit home with no. his fucking Bud Dry and his Pupper Pillar or Catter Puppy, whatever the fuck it was called. Well, he doesn't have a dick anymore, man. It's gone. Yeah, he doesn't. It's gone. You know, the sad thing is when Jesse and Charlie and all those other creatures and that silent woman disappeared with Doc Brown, uh, Gramps, he, you know, he thought he was fucking dead, and then he realized, fuck, I, I'm fucking immortal, and I just let them all leave me here. <laughs> you think, like, Gramps' dick broke off in that young woman, and, and it became the suckling? 
<laughs> it wasn't actually Phil. <laughs> it wasn't. No. That's that's why he takes her to this brothel. Exactly. You fucked that old zombie, and you got <laughs> pregnant with the baby, and ah. My girlfriend fucked this zombie prospector. Now I gotta get it out of there. What was she even doing with him anyway? Yeah, speaking of. Let's roll into this. The inside of this fucking brothel looks like someone's Nana's house. <laughs> well, it's it's like an old fucking house from like the 1800s, dude. Yes, it looks like an old person's house. Well, it's it's, it's nice on the outside. Yeah, well, yeah, it needs it needs it needs some fucking DLC for sure. Yes. Yeah, sure. But, but I'm definitely getting some serious House by the Cemetery vibes just from the outset of this. Oh, no, totally, yeah. You walk up to it and just Fabio Fritzies just fucking kicks up the score. <laughs> <laughs> I could see, you know, uh, speaking of the score in this film is very good, I would I would say. Joseph Terry, the I would assume the brother or relative of the director, Francis. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Only score he's ever done in his whole life is for this. We kick off this film with one of, uh, I think, Movie Dumpster's favorite things. Uh, oh, yeah. Definitely not being sarcastic at all. Uh, nope. A fucking fi- a little scroll of text. We get this fucking, a bizarre incident occurred in the outskirts of Raccoon City. <laughs> the whole fucking thing. In 1973. In 1973. It's like this Texas Chainsaw-ass fucking thing where it's like, all these, th- you know, people were killed in this brothel house during an abortion, and the cops, the, our brilliant detectives don't know what happened exactly, but um, the filmmakers, uh, they believe it, so uh, strap the fuck in, because we're about to give, uh, show you a toxic baby. If that all sounds weird to you, don't worry, you're human. Well, we, we first start with the main character, who never, again, like I said a few minutes ago, never gets a fucking name. I'm going to refer to her as Princess because another character calls her that several times, and it's a name. Her name is Rebecca. Rebecca! The reason I know that is because it's in a fucking throwaway line at the end of the film, and we'll get there. Okay. So Rebecca, Princess, whatever. She's, uh, (laughs) She's in her bed having a dream, nightmare, whatever you want to call it. And uh, Dr. Giggle starts walking up the fucking stairs <laughs> with a scalpel in his hand. This motherfucker's got a giant needle? He walks up to this girl and anesthetizes her with a syringe the size of my arm. Dude, it's one of those old glass ones? Yeah. Like those big fucking honking screw-on motherfuckers? Yep, it would make Dr. Herbert West blush. <laughs> and then he just, like, sticks it in his pocket. Like, after he shoots, he's like, I'll just put this in here for later. Okay. That ain't gonna stab you in the leg later. No. And then he proceeds to like pick take this woman out of bed and put her in a chair and wheel her ass down a fucking hallway also congratulations for getting that in a vein without her screaming yeah what (laughs) (laughs) well he's he's pushing her in this fucking hospital hallway and then randomly there's some nurse with her tits out with blood all over her and like an axe and i'm like what is going on I, I was like is this woman dreaming what the fuck is happening right now i'm extremely confused already yeah but she's she's rolled down this like fucking jacob's ladder hallway and yeah like, the aforementioned weird this is happening as sean just said um and they take her to a surgical suite and like just start cutting her open <laughs> yeah oh dude he fucking just like leans over and he's like okay he, you got your fucking oxygen on and now i'm just gonna cut your stomach open yeah which watching this movie i was like I just said, very confused. And then when it ended, I was like, oh, okay. We're doing that, aren't we? We did this in a very roundabout way, but okay. <laughs> it kind of just like opens up like that, right? Like there is no 
preconception of what's going on with her and like why she's having this dream because i you know it's just like metaphorical what have you um right and <laughs> we also get like a dream within a dream again because she like wakes up <laughs> and right. gets like her throat slashed and then wakes up again um yeah by dr giggles by the way the gigs man oh, i can't wait to do that <laughs> um it's coming one day. <laughs> Her name's Lisa Petruno, by the way. Lisa Petruno. Um, and this is another trauma tie-in because she was in Troma's War. And Galactic Gigolo. I've never heard of Troma's War. Uh, check it out. It's fucking wacky. We, we also see her when she wakes up the second time. She is now ha- basically strapped to this medical equipment. And uh, she, lo- she looks incredibly dazed. And then we get introduced to these... I don't even know what to refer to these guys as. Dr... An intern, this this one older doctor and this other guy who can't act to save his goddamn life. This guy looks like Danny DeVito ate Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> Did that fucking fusion dance. Oh, yeah. Fucking fly teleported, motherfucker. This doctor is basically explaining the plot of the film to the uh, quote-unquote intern because I only know he's an intern because he goes, I'm very busy as an intern, as you must know. <laughs> Me, the intern in this very hospital. Did you hear about the massacre of that woman? She was in a brothel. Nobody knows what happened. They're still trying to figure it out. What the hell happened in there? <laughs> I don't know. Let's find... Let, movie? Can you tell us? Well, then we get to, uh, you know, we get a, basically the rest of the film is a flashback if you're paying attention. If not, you're just really fucking confused. <laughs> yep. If you look away, you're like, wait, what? That happened to me a few times. No joke. Yeah. <laughs> well, we go to the couple that we were talking about earlier, which is this woman and her boyfriend, Phil, this guy in this fucking blue and yellow striped shirt. And I got to tell you, this guy's a motherfucker. Oh, he's a scumbag, dude. He also looks like he's auditioning for some, like, television, like children's television program. Like, he looks like a fucking Steve replacement for fucking Blue's Clues. <laughs> With his giant yellow shirt. Is this the Full House auditions, or what? <laughs> Is this Sesame Street? <laughs> Who's... what? Uh, now he's like, uh... Yeah, his whole fucking angle is like, listen, babe, I'm a fucking privileged white dude, and my dad's of importance, so, like, I, you can't be pregnant right now. And, you know, I'm doing this for us, okay? But mostly for me. But she's, like, super conflicted, and he does not give two shits. No. He's like, oh, you'll be fine. It, it'll be fine. But also, I don't get the impression that she actually knows why they're there. I think she does. It's just because she has the exuberance of fucking Kirsten from Elves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. She's like, what? But I want to keep it. Like, I don't, you know, I'll give it for an adoption or whatever. She's pregnant, by the way, P.S. Um, right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's like, uh, you know, I'm going to keep it. I'll just, like, give it away, like, when I'm done. And he's like, no, 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 no. That, that, that's too much fucking work. Look, we're going to go in here. We're going to take care of it, okay? I was comparing him to... uh What's his face from Black Christmas? Oh yeah, Peter. Yeah, McWig. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He he swung all the way the other direction. He was like, "No, we're keeping it because my baby." And he's like, "I need to, I need to keep up my fucking image." So no, <laughs> you can't have it. Yeah. So then they knock on the door, and this guy comes out, Sherman, with this uh, killer fucking mullet and mustache combo. Dude, he looks like Lionel Richie for sure. Yeah. The door opens up, and he's like, "Hello." Yeah. <laughs> He's dancing on the ceiling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He sure is. And he's just like, so uh, you're new, huh? You got to come around back. And they're like, uh, okay. And then they go to this like Beetlejuice ass waiting room. <laughs> 
I'm waiting for that woman with the fucking legs cut off to be sitting there, and the guy with the shrunken head. Oh yeah, man. Alec Baldwin walks in with a fucking number a mile long. <laughs> I I love that the brothel has a lobby. That's the funniest fucking thing. It has a waiting room. Yeah, like what? Big Mama will see you now. <laughs> we also get this other character that uh, is both my favorite and least favorite character in the film, if that even makes any sense. This fucking business perv. Oh, man. He looks like somebody, and I couldn't put my finger on it. You know who he kind of reminds me of, or at least who I think, you know, it's Bill O'Reilly, man. Oh, whoa, yeah. Kind of? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> this would be Bill O'Reilly. He goes to get laid uh, or, or, you know, get dominated, as we find out, <laughs> and uh, he doesn't want anybody to know about it. No, he's a real fucking, he's a real fucking twerp, too. I hate this fucking guy. Hence, Bill O'Reilly. Yes. There's, there's no spin zone! <laughs> But actually, it is. Well, I don't know about that, dude, because we got this fucking propeller hat on. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah, because we go to this guy in the room, totally naked with his propeller hat on, and he opens up his fucking briefcase. Oh, dicks. He's just full of dildos and vibrators. There's a fucking condom hanging out of it, like, on the corner before he opens the briefcase. This scene... Oh, my God. This scene is bizarre. It is... I was laughing the whole fucking time. Truly a sight. This was the start of a beautiful friendship. The sound effects uh, and all, and everything. He picks up one of these dildos and just, like, starts, like, shaking it or something. And this dominatrix from across from him, Catwoman whips the fucking dildo and it wraps <laughs> around it and she pulls it out of his hand. And then the propeller starts spinning. <laughs> Not making any of that up, by the way. That all happened. Verbatim, this happens. Stack of Bibles. Uh, he, he fucking... It's all, like, reverse photography, too, so it, it makes it even funnier, like, when you see it, because, like, you know, the whip, like, reverse wraps around the fucking dill, and, like, she pulls it across the screen. Um, He ends up, like, getting on his hands and knees, and she fucking airplanes this dildo into his ass. <laughs> Yep. And he goes, oh, and his fucking propeller on his hat flies off and like flies away somewhere. <laughs> and then some other woman comes in and she goes, yeah, Mary, you're needed by Big Mama. No, she goes, you're, I'll take she, over. She goes, your grandmother's here to pick you up. Oh, yeah, right, right. And then she's like, okay, switch with me. And uh, this other girl comes in. She's got this big ass fucking piece of lumber with nails stuck in it. Yeah, Vanessa. She's going to hang around for a little while. She came in with like a fucking hardcore wrestling weapon. <laughs> yeah. There are spikes on the end of that paddle, right? Yeah. Mick Foley's jealous. <laughs> he was like, that's mine. <laughs> bang, bang. You know, and then we cut back to the, the waiting room. And like Joe was kind of alluding to, Big Mama is ready for uh, Rebecca to go back. And... They lead her back to this room, and it just looks like a fucking, like, saw room or some shit. There's, like, bloody instruments all over the place. Oh, yeah, it's fucked up. We get introduced to Candy first. And she's a woman who looks like she got pulled from, like, a Jay Gatsby get-together. Candy and Axel, because they're both in the waiting room, actually. Yeah. She looks like Annie Potts and Olympia Dukakis-like yes. <laughs> society together. Yeah, and you have this other guy, Axel, this a fucking, the Italian Simon Basel. Oh, man, I have a, <laughs> I have a fucking theory about this guy, because he looks like John Leguizamo. Kinda. And Mads Mikkelsen together, yeah. I, I, I'm, I say Italian, uh... Simon Boswell really only in appearance, but once he starts actually talking and moving, maybe not so much. They plant this seed that, uh, let's say grows later in the film, but the idea that uh, 
Candy and this guy Axel are always constantly bickering. Yeah. And uh, she refers to him as a moron. Consistently. And we come to find out later that he doesn't like being called stupid. No. And that's important to remember. Uh, he's my least favorite character in the movie. He is annoying and uh, it, he chews scenery in the worst kind of ways. I did not like him. Like supercharged t- testosterone. Yes. As we get into it, I'll explain why I actually like parts of his character and it'll make sense when we get there but for now i'm kind of with you connor so so big mama yeah so we get introduced to big mama and she's the head of the fucking brothel and i everybody listens to her for whatever reason this fucking woman looks like the fucking dime store mimi with this like balloon pinstripe fucking dress on (laughs) (laughs) with blown out hair and like ridiculous makeup gun looking face oh man yeah and like a south carolina accent yeah she got fucking whacked with that piccolo clothes beam, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Piccolo hit Kathy Bates with the clothes beam. Because <laughs> it's like this, it's this black uh, dress with these like pinstripes. It looks fucking horrible. It looks like Beetlejuice's tuxedo. <laughs> she has a giant pin of a B and an M on either side of her uh, collar. It's horrid. As if you could forget who she is. It, right. Bowel movement? She pours this fucking Kool-Aid-ass looking shit into a cup. <laughs> And she hands it to Rebecca. She's like, come on, here's a drink. And she's like, no, I'm good. She's like, don't turn down hospitality. (laughs) You can't piss on it. I won't allow it. (laughs) Pretty much, man. She's like, Rebecca's like, I wasn't going to do that. And that's weird of you to say. Um, Can we just talk about this first? Yeah. Man, she ends up fucking getting getting that drink and getting drugged and passing out. Straight up. Let me ask you something real quick. So if Miss Mac is our drunken... Um, Gladriel? Which, well, no, she's our, if she's our drunken witch of the north, um, is Big Mama the witch of the east in the MDU? <laughs> she does abortions and magic and shit. Are you, are you now establishing that along with the wizards, there is a sect of ultra-powerful witches? <laughs> you bet your fucking sweet ass. I can, I can agree with that. There's definitely at least four of them out there. There might be more. There's at least two more floating around somewhere. We haven't come across them yet, but yeah. I mean, Allie Oates probably would be a candidate if she wasn't stuck cleaning up the wizard's shit constantly. She's too fucking busy to do anything else. Okay, maybe we did already. I think, no, I, I think you're right. Allie is, is, is the witch of the South. You know, she's opposite uh, Miss Mac. Well, no, you know, here's the thing. She could be. She could be. But she's, like, in that position where she can't actually accept the uh, responsibility because she just has so much already going on. Ah, uh, yes. She hasn't been inducted. She's the Neville Longbottom, where it's going to be him or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the true hero. Yeah. That is, unfortunately, probably Daniel Baldwin when you put it that way, Connor. <laughs> you know, he would be the one to pull the sword out of the fucking hat. Oh, God. I'd be so upset if that were. <laughs> pull it out of a goddamn burger, probably. <laughs> How much tequila am I going to need for this? Daniel Baldwin's like the heel in wrestling who keeps winning. You're like, ah. So, yeah, they abort this baby. Her, Miss uh, Big Mama, this fucking doctor, and a couple of the... Uh, and Bertha. The fucking prostitutes help her basically take care of this. Yeah, we can't forget Bertha. Yeah, Bertha, she's important to this film for the two scenes she's in. <laughs> yeah, well, she is important. Don't worry. I'm going to I'll fix that. I'll remedy that. Okay. After they finish this abortion... Uh, Bertha takes the fetus and just flushes it down the toilet. <laughs> Big Mama goes, you know what to do with that. Put it down the toilet. This fetus is gigantic. Dude, this, it, how many weeks is this? <laughs> it's not even weeks, it's months at this point. <laughs> it's so bizarre looking. And they didn't even bother to put like a pillow in this actress's fucking skirt or anything. No. 
And they yank out this giant fucking... It's like the size of a fucking potato. Yeah, at least. No, like a like a sweet potato, like a big motherfucker. At least. Yeah. Another few weeks, this thing would have been crying. Also, you're clogging the fucking toilet with that thing, no? Yeah. That's a big BM, dude. Didn't we see alligator? You don't flush these fucking things <laughs> down the toilet. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know something bad's gonna happen down there. And I swear to God, I know this is not supposed to be... I mean, it probably actually is supposed to be funny, but it's one of those things that you shouldn't laugh at but i swear to god when this thing is shooting down this fucking drain pipe like a fucking hockey puck i i I fucking lost it dude um it's okay so first of all this is definitely like a black comedy too but like yeah oh yeah this set design is so fucking cool this sewer that it's fucking that it's traveling down this sewer is the coolest looking location in the movie it looks kind of like like where they find the fucking slime in Ghostbusters like it's it's like weird eerie atmosphere to it and there's like purple lighting yeah man river of slime gotta be (laughs) 50,000 gallons of the stuff (laughs) sorry I missed it (laughs) um so yeah it just looks really fucking cool um the way it's lit and everything so come to find out that this fucking this fetus just fucking flies out into this river of shit and we pan up out of the ground like through this grate and there's a fucking barrel of radioactive material just leaking through this grate into the sewer. Yeah, it says TCGR TC it says TCGR GR. God damn it. TCRI. <laughs> there we go. Get it out. Get it out. TCGRI, is that it? No, TCRI is the comics and TGRI is the movies. RIP joke. It's <laughs> yep. It's fine. It was in slime. It was ooze. The green shit from the turtle movie. <laughs> and I came across an aborted fetus. <laughs> and I taught it ninjutsu. Oh my god. Imagine that. I've signed me up. I mean, honestly, I think it's the same barrel of toxic waste that the being was created in and the toxic avenger, you know, they just plop in there and they come out deformed. Yeah, man. This fucking grate drips all over this fucking fetus and it starts screaming. It's this puppet that's just, like, freaking out. I was just saying how if it went a few more weeks, it probably would have came out of her screaming, but uh, I guess not. All I needed was a little toxic waste on the flesh. A little dabble, do you? This thing looks like it's been exposed to the air on Mars uh, during this entire <laughs> sequence. This is sitting there going like... <laughs> it looks like the Freddy baby from Part 5. Okay, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Kind of. It's really neat. Um, This fucking eyes are popping out. It's screaming. It's fucking wriggling all over the place. Dude, over the next few scenes that we're going to talk about, it cuts back to this fetus having a fucking werewolf transformation. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. It's just so good. Worth price of admission to see this fucking thing transform. Yeah, it's probably my favorite sequence of the movie, and it just keeps getting longer, and, like, it grows it grows these giant expressive eyeballs that I still think are funny. Um, it's fucking hands. Yeah, it grows, like, tentacles and spikes and tubes and proboscis and a bunch of different stuff. It doesn't necessarily grow any tentacles. It just has a really long fucking um, umbilical cord that it just uses as a weapon. Well, it has the umbilical cord thing that, like, it shoots out of its stomach, but it's also got his fucking hands, like, melt and, like, rip apart, and two giant fucking spiked uh, appendages are his arms now. (laughs) Yeah. Boy, the new Bloodborne DLC sounds great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The old blood. That's what that I was in that fucking that uh that that canister. <laughs> it was yar- blood from Yarnum. Yeah, sure was. Oh no, that's the MBU now. Oh, everything's fucked. Yeah, it, that's it. It's leaking in slowly. So after this fucking great effect sequence, where this thing fucking goes from fetus to fucking 
skinless werewolf, um, eight foot tall fucking skinless werewolf. Um, we cut back and and Big Mama's got a fucking coat hanger covered in meat. <laughs> I couldn't fucking believe what I was seeing. Oh my goodness. I was like, I was like, holy shit. Like that. I don't know. It was just very (laughs) gross. That was already shocking. And then she just kind of like wipes it off with a Kleenex, like barely. And then hangs a jacket up on it. She like picks a piece of meat off and it like stretches. She like wipes in her shirt. She's like, no big deal. Put that in the refrigerator. I'll save that for later. Cook it up with some grits. She straightens out this fucking uh, coat hanger and then like, or shirt hanger and then fucking puts a shirt on it and hangs it up on the wall. Yeah. Might as well. You you can't waste a goddamn 12 cent hanger. No. Why a hangers? Well, then we go to the lobby and I guess like, you know, Phil wants to leave, but he can't leave his girlfriend that he just forced to get an abortion. What a dick move that would be. Dude, she, she comes out and he's just gone. But but she's like she like wakes up on the couch. He's like next to her. Him and this uh this other character. I, I didn't catch her name either. Did anybody else? I didn't catch her name either. But this other woman that that works at the brothel. This other prostitute that's there, and she, he's she's just like oh god, what happened? Like what's going on? He's like well you see I had you drugged and then uh, you had a coat hanger abortion. For you, but mostly for me, uh, you know, I can't tarnish my my, my privileged uh, reputation here. Listen, it's fine. You ready to go or what? And I paid for it, by the way. And I paid for it with my money. So you can't be mad about it or something. It's a fucking scumbag. Like, she clearly, like you were saying, Joe, she was kind of on the fence about it, and she wasn't sure if she was going to do it or not, but she was there, and he just basically took her option, her... He basically didn't allow her to make the decision. No, he fucking violated her body for 100,000% to the fucking umpteenth power. And then when she calls him on it, he's a fucking dickhead. They dragged a fetus out of her with a fucking coat hanger. Coat hanger, yeah. (laughs) In someone's dirty, cigarette-ridden house, like... And dumped it down a toilet, like... What are you talking about? Like, and he's like, kind of like, uh, that's, yeah, that, that sucked. But at least it's done, right? Let's go home. Also, I mean, I'm not an expert on any kind of medical procedure, if you even want to refer to this uh, as a medical procedure, but she ain't waking the fuck up that quick after having that yanked out by a coat hanger. I'm just going to throw out a bone out there and say that. Also, like, she, wouldn't she be in like tremendous fucking pain? Yeah. Uh, there would be probably blood loss. Um, if you're drugged, like you don't, it's not like waking up from a nap. Like <laughs> no, no, right? Doesn't it? The the, the uh, it like thin. You know, I don't know what the fuck she gave her, but I would assume it thin your blood. You gotta you gotta burn it off, like um, and it takes like for, for our dogs, it takes like anywhere between like two and six hours sometimes. Like yeah, man, I I, I don't know. It's just. Strange. Disg- it's just fucked up. I mean, again, like you said earlier, Joe, it's it's a low budget film. They need the plot to keep moving, so... Well, yeah. Sure, she wakes up. <laughs> well, she fucks off from the movie in a little bit anyway. Yeah, she takes a little break. But uh, her and Phil, they basically... They want to leave, but uh, they're told to go back back through the back way that they came in. They go to leave, and, like, there's this scumbag business guy, like, arguing with this prostitute, Tammy. And and sh- and she's like, oh, uh, uh, you know, you're fucking disgusting, and you're doing this and that. And Sherman's like, look, baby, d- just I, look, I'll handle it. You don't tell the customers whatever. And she's like, fuck you. She goes upstairs, and you think she's gone, and he's like, and he's like, 
He's like, I don't know what's wrong with a man. She, you know, I, I've seen her a couple times, but you know, whores. Am I right? So what? I branded her. Why should I get angry about it? <laughs> she comes back down and shoots this guy like three times in his chest. Yeah, she's got a fucking pistol. <laughs> loved it. Fucking shot this motherfucker in cold blood. Loved it. And everyone kind of reacts like, oh come on. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're like fuck. Now we gotta clean this up. Ah oh, man. And, so they're cleaning this fucking guy up, and Candy's like sitting on the couch. It's like, yeah, you know. Fucking guy comes here to get his penis sucked and gets shot off instead. <laughs> Hell of a thing, I tell you. Hell of a thing. As she fucking lights up another cigarette. All these guys want to do these days is shoot the load in your face. Hell of a storm. Hell of a storm. <laughs> so then, like, Bertha hears a ruckus in the bathroom. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Candy fucking joins her, like, see what's going on. Yeah, this toilet's fucking rocking and rolling, and um, she, like, lifts the lid, and this tentacle grabs her by the neck and fucking rips her head off and sucks it into the toilet, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of red. Now, this is probably where you want to make your uh, Draniac comparison, I'm sure, Connor. Yes. Exactly. Except no one's pulled full body into a toilet. It's slightly disappointing. Yeah, well, her fucking head is, which is pretty awesome. And you see her fucking decapitated body just spewing all over this bathroom. Yeah. And can- Candy screaming, Oh my god, Bertha! <laughs> yeah. Uh, it reminded me a lot of Deadly Spawn when What's-Her-Face gets her head chopped off in that movie and then thrown in a fucking window. Yes. And then she she runs to Big Mama and is like, oh my god, Bertha just got killed, something in the toilet. And everyone's like, whoa, what the fuck, what are you talking about? This bitch is fucking crazy, she's crazy. The guy in fucking Axel comes up and starts just, like, his purpose in this movie is just to be like, stupid fucking bitch, you're fucking crazy, you fucking <laughs> fuck you. I mean, he is basically, for like two-thirds of this film, the fucking antagonist. Like, ignore the suckling. Sure, yeah, well, he's the, yeah, he's the human threat of this. Right, he, he is the thing that makes the plot go, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the part of his character that I like, but as a person in a movie he is a fucking asshole oh yeah he's a scumbag he's what happens when you pour bang energy drink onto a tank top (laughs) (laughs) okay so here's my other thing do you think that this guy had sex with one of these prostitutes she had a kid right she didn't get it aborted like in this movie but she had a kid but gave it away like up for adoption and then mario mario found it and raised him (laughs) oh my god maybe wow i was not ready for that at all the birth of luigi (laughs) this guy looks like john leguizamo you think like in the mdu you think that's canon what do you think i mean he's been his mother his father his whole life i can't really argue with that concrete fucking information i'm pretty sure rumor has it right word on the street is i I think if you add a little bit of john hurt to the mix anything can happen anything's possible Uh, or that's oh maybe john hurt took the kid john hurt left him on mario's doorstep yeah but instead of in like a golden egg it was like it was like in a bath like a baby bathtub What's a plumbing joke? I don't know. You know, John John Hurt, he goes to the hospital, and he's just stealing babies and fucking left and right. <laughs> and just mixing them up. You know, and hard-boiled when they're fucking taking all those babies out the window when the fucking hospital's blowing up down the fucking, <laughs> out the side of the window. He's got the portal set up, and the babies are just getting loaded into his fucking car. Playing a fucking shell game of life with these children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He walks right by the hospital staff. He's like, do something about it. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I dare you. So anyway, yeah, Luigi. So, so while they're arguing, basically, whether, you know, 
Candy's crazy or what, you know, basically they don't, they don't, they don't want to check Bertha, essentially. They just want to argue. Yeah, nobody wants to go look at what the fucking deal is. Right. And then that's when Phil and uh, Rebecca come back and they're like, yeah, the back door's jammed. We can't get out. Yeah, they're like, you fuckers are still here? Would you leave already? In the time that it takes them to go back there, the suckling, as this thing's going to be referred to, I suppose, or the fetus, take your pick, uh, has taken embryonic fluid that it can just produce like fucking Spider-Man or some shit and has put it on all the exits so that they can't leave. Mm -hmm. Basically, they look like, I I mean, I say they're embryonic fluid because I think that's kind of what the director is going for. They're like, they're like membranous splotches of like flesh. Yes. They look like something Tetsuo would throw at you from Akira. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's like fucking flesh glue that is like stuck all over the windows and doors of this place. So nobody can get out. I would have loved if this movie had a slightly better budget to see this thing actually kill somebody with that fucking whatever that stuff was. Well, maybe. Like at the end of the movie? Well, <laughs> we'll get to that. Maybe you might, you might be onto something. Yeah, question mark? Doesn't Axel try kicking down the door and it makes the funniest fucking sound effect? Oh my god. Funny sound effect? Look at the, the fucking action of this man trying to kick <laughs> this door. It's hilarious. <laughs> he keeps going at it. He's like a fucking, uh, he, I don't even know what. He's basically going back and he's like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> It's one of those things you'd have to fucking see. Uh, I don't know. He doesn't look like he's trying to open a door. He looks like he's just punching a wall. Like, yeah, I don't know what he's doing. He's dancing in front of this fucking door, and he's like, yeah, it won't open. Fuck. At this point, too, that businessman, the guy, fucking Bill O'Reilly, shows up. Yep. At, you know, he's like, ah, oh, I gotta leave. He's like, he's like, I'm never coming back to this establishment if you don't let me out of here. <laughs> like, the doors are stuck. We can't leave. What do you? What part of that don't you understand? He's like, I'll take my business elsewhere. And then someone, like, goes to help him with his briefcase. He's like, don't touch that. It's my property. It's got my dildos in it. My, yeah, exactly. It has all those dildos in it. <laughs> He's like, don't touch it. It's full of dildos. Now you don't want to touch it, do you? That have been in his asshole. <laughs> it just starts, you just hear, that's mind your goddamn business. I got a BMW parked outside, you fuck. Let me out of here. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I have a BMW outside. I don't know how much longer it's going to last in this neighborhood. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> he just keeps like, putting all these prostitutes down he's like he's like you're a fucking whore and he's like i got i got a i got a reason to live okay yeah what a, what a scumbag like he says some appalling shit we're doing it live we'll do it live <laughs> give me my propeller hat fuck it <laughs> no don't touch the propeller hat it moves on its own we're taking off baby just walking around fucking huffing and puffing with a cigarette in his mouth the blade's just spinning i wish somebody would have fucking knocked this fucking guy out this guy doesn't get hit. Well, he actually gets fucking. He gets it good later. But anyway, um, then we just cut randomly because they're arguing, and then we hear a scream, and, and the fucking monster uh, kills Tammy, the the chick who shot that dude before. Um, right upstairs. She's just like up in her room. Yeah, and this thing's like ripping through her mattress and like drags her under the under the bed and just like slashes the fuck out of her. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then it like slurps down the fucking drain. Everybody comes in. <laughs> they're like, "What the fuck?" One thing that's actually we should maybe note is the layout of this like one main area they hang out with. I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit here, but it's basically like the waiting room that's connected to like a larger, I would almost call it like a living room for lack of a better term. It's like the living room attached to the den. Right. 
exactly. And then, and then there's this separate area that where this guy got shot and with this main door they're trying to get through in this almost like uh, this very thin stairwell that kind of goes up to almost like an attic room if you can kind of picture it at home. And they're, they're constantly hanging out on the fucking steps over here. People are getting shot over here. People are arguing over here. Yeah, and it's like the stairway that like barely one fucking person can get down. Like, it's very narrow. Right. It's like shoulder width. Like, after they find Tammy, like, Axel and uh, Sherman, like, have it out. They, like, duke it out. And, like, fucking Axel pulls out, like, a butterfly knife and just... Sherman just beats the shit out of him and, like, puts him... Like, knocks him the fuck out and, like, puts him in a bedroom and he just fucks off for a little while. Basically assuming, okay, he's, you know, he's knocked out. We don't have to worry about his ass for a while. Sure, yeah. He knocks him out, looks down and goes, is it me you're looking for? (laughs) (laughs) And then him and uh, Phil go and take Axel's weights and basically tie them together as a way to break this fucking front door down, essentially. Well, yeah, and there's the whole scene, too, like, where Sherman finds a hammer and a screwdriver, and he's like, we're just gonna fucking bust our way out through the wall. We're going to chisel out of the house. And the fucking business guy's like, what? I'm I'm not gonna do that. I can't do that. I'm not a laborer. I'm a fucking businessman. Fuck you. I'm not doing no chiseling. This idea that Sherman has with this fucking screwdriver and a hammer, like... It's a horrible plan. Like, it's just really to fuck with this business guy. Because why wouldn't you just take that hammer to the door, just keep hitting it as much as you can until you get tired, Sure. hand it to the next person, then they do it, and then just fucking repeat. Sure. But the fact of the matter is, like, Sherman makes him do it because he keeps complaining, and he's like, I'm not going to do that. Have one of the process, have one of the whores do it. I'm not doing it. Sherman's like, watch. I'm better than that. I'm I'm a civilian. I'm a Fox News host. I'm white. I have a TV show. <laughs> I got a BMW. Sherman walks over to somebody else. He's he's like, "Want to see me keep an, an idiot occupied for two hours? Watch this." <laughs> he calls he calls him a vulgarian. <laughs> like, what kind of insult is that? And I'm like, is that some like fucking Tobin Spirit Guide shit? I'm like, I've never heard that term before. No, vulgar the vulgarian. <laughs> he's from Planet Vulgar. <laughs> so they figure out that like the suckling like comes through drains and shit because they saw it go down the fucking pipe. So they're like, all right, great. We're going to plug all the drains in the fucking house. Dude, this sink has the dirtiest fucking dishes. Dude, this whole place is filthy. This place would definitely use Allie's touch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Allie comes in. She's like, all right, you need a clothesline of clothes here and a ham sandwich there and a half-eaten bowl of cereal <laughs> right there. What do you mean you don't have a house elf? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Dobby is, is in here, but he's also a prostitute. I Honestly, I feel like this is his creature's fucking place to hang out. That's why it's such a shithole. <laughs> he's kicking back with a fucking cigar. This is pre-aberration, so he hasn't been killed yet by the fucking lizards. Creature gives no fucks. Now he's like, I can't believe I didn't see one giant pile of laundry here. Yeah, I need some place to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, what, does she nest like a rat? <laughs> Where's your washing machine? <laughs> she just crawls in. <laughs> she crawls in next to it. There's like a pile of fucking abortion rags she fucking hides in. Oh. But then she crawls too far, comes out to the side, and meets a Spanish maid, and she's whipping. Oh, she's, no. She's wealthy. <laughs> Margarita fucking drops her dishes. Fucking Allie, she gives like that grimace kind of like look that she does in fucking Boneyard. Like, oh, fuck. I thought you just said she looks like Grimace when she comes out of that fucking thing. <laughs> and I was like, maybe. 
Margarita drops a plate of fucking dishes. She's like, ay, Dios mío. Jersey, what the hell did I do to myself? <laughs> you purple abomination. I've crossed dimensions, Jersey. <laughs> I'm a fucking purple freak. <laughs> fucking RoboCop, help me. Holy fucking shit. The visual of Grimace with Ali Oates' haircut and face, that's something. <laughs> Gotta fold that up in Photoshop. Oh, fuck, man. That's that only when she crosses dimensions, though, right? It's like right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when Thor's on Earth, he can turn his hammer into a fucking umbrella. She's she's not happy about it. She goes right back through that washing machine, but unfortunately, the fucking door is closed, so she's got to wait it out. <laughs> well, she finally locked it, is what happened. Margarita's like, I'm I'm locking this shit. I've had enough of these people coming <laughs> yeah. through this drive. That's enough people crawling through. They, she needs uh, she needs Cliff from Cheers to come over. You know, trained adventurer and electrician. <laughs> He could help her out. Do you think he services that machine? <laughs> Found your problem here, Margarita. You got a Coraline tunnel to a different dimension. You got poor housewives that want to be rich on the other side. You better close your shit up. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're going to have a grimace crawling through there. Let me ask you a question there, Allie. Is your house also a Aztec temple? Because if not, I can't really help you. Oh, it might be. Burning, burning fucking her, all her case files under that fireplace where you put that skull. Maybe. Maybe. Somewhere in there, it's in the ash. You just gotta look for it. <laughs> so they're clogging up this fucking sink in the kitchen, and uh, an umbilical cord like fucking shoots out of the bottom of the sink and grabs uh, the college kid. What the fuck's his name? Oh, Phil. Grabs Phil and like uh, Sherman like saves him. He like cuts the fucking cord on this thing. And there's an awkward shot of uh, some uh, stop motion animation, and it's very grainy. Um, I love it. Yeah, I love that too. I love stop motion. It's so fucking charming. Especially like the jitteriness of it. Yeah, it's like, like it's not exactly perfect, but it still looks good to me. It's not smooth at all. It's very charming. It's like shit I used to make when I was like 10. Yeah, exactly. I think that's Joe. Me and you, same thing. It's like we used to do that as kids. So it's like you have like that, you know, affection for it and like the old Harryhausen shit. Uh, that's what always comes to mind. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Big fan. And it's not easy, by the way. No. I, I, I animated a tentacle for um the movie She Kills. Yes. And I composited all of that scene. Which was fucking incredible, by the way. Thank you. Um, It's pretty neat. I do special effects. Hey. Sometimes. <laughs> yes, you do. Also, P.S., the monster, like, screams here, and it sounds like a fucking rusty door closing. Yeah. Pennyworth needs to fucking translate this with his fucking xylophone. <laughs> So, yeah, so then they set these fucking weights up, and uh, they have it tied on a fucking rope, and they have it, like, looped over, like, a board in the ceiling that they just were like, ah, fuck it, we're gonna destroy this because we're gonna die anyway if we don't do something. Yeah, they, like, stuff them all in, like, a big giant chest and essentially make this, like, giant wrecking ball. And then, of course, right before they're about to try it out, this fucking guy, Axel, wakes up... <laughs> And he somehow got his hands on the fucking pistol that other girl had earlier, and he just shoots the rope. Yeah, he's like, now you ain't fucking getting out of the house, so uh, you're stuck here. But he's like playing cock of the walk with Sherman because he's like, yeah, you, you, fu you fucking punch me, man. Nobody dogs me, man. And he's like, I'll shoot you in the face, man. Yeah, and then he, he goes on this big fucking power trip for the rest of the movie where he's threatening everybody like, you're going to do what I say or I'm going to fucking kill you. Dude. And the businessman's like, I uh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do any of this shit. Like, I don't want to be, I got a life to look forward to. <laughs> Dude, he fucking, Sherman like ends up like wrestling this dude and like knocking the gun out of his hand and he like smashes a bottle on his head and, and Sherman gets the gun and he's like now what motherfucker he's like he's like you know you're gonna sit down and shut the fuck up and then the fucking monster bursts out of the wall and grabs <laughs> Sherman and pulls him into his death dude he gets it bad like the fucking mouth is just draining blood oh yeah 
And uh, that's Michael Gingold in in that suit doing that, like bursting through the fucking wall. I kind of love this plot point. You take out the cool-headed guy who's basically got the situation under control now. Yeah. And the only one that this madman is even remotely going to listen to. And now it's just fucking chaos. Now this madman's in charge. And, oh, yeah. you know, it you know it services the plot, of course, and that's why I think I like it. There's nobody to challenge him. Right, yeah. Right, nobody's going to stand up to him. Like, Sherman was the only dude who, who did that. And he whooped his ass twice. And the only other person you could maybe see doing it, because you find out later Big Mama basically was like his surrogate mother, but she just doesn't say shit. She just kind of allows it to happen. Yeah, I don't I don't get that. She, I mean, she try, She diffuses a few situations, and then at some point she's just like, yeah, fuck it, I don't give a goddamn, do whatever you want. I mean, granted, this is the same woman that pulled a fucking fetus out of a girl with a fucking coat hanger and laughed about it, so maybe I'm trying to give her, you know, maybe she's not a good person. <laughs> she's got morals, man. So Axel's like fucking running around. He's like, everybody's going to fucking listen to me now because I got a gun. I got a gun. You see it? We're going to kill this thing or whatever. And Kennedy's like, yeah, fuck you. And he's like, what'd you say, bitch? And he like points the gun at her and she just like gets up and walks away. He turns around and then fucking shoots this woman in the back of the head and she's out of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out she's a robot because sparks fly out of her head. <laughs> I, I was fucking shocked. I mean, there's some pretty good twists in this. Like, yeah. I didn't see Sherman getting, like, I didn't see him gonna get fucking pulled through the wall. I didn't see this coming either. I mean, it's inconsequential because, in the sense of, like, this character didn't really add a lot to a plot. The bigger point is that this guy is unhinged, and now everyone, like, knows he's not fucking around. No, right. And he's just being a douchebag, because he's like, it's an animal, right? So it's an animal's gotta have a place to live, right? And and if it's an animal, it needs water, right? So riddle me this, Batman. Where does it live? <laughs> and fucking Phil's like, oh, the boiler room? And he's like, correct. Now get the fuck up. We're going down there. Well, clearly it's the boiler room, because the Undertaker and Kane and Mankind all live there, too, right? <laughs> Call Mick Foley. <laughs> And Freddy Krueger. <laughs> you just hear screeching on the fucking pipe, and Freddy's like, don't forget me. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Jackie Earl Haley. Get over there. So they go down in this fucking basement, and um, they find like an um, like a piece of um, umbilical cord on the ground, and Axel's like, oh, shit. I, I really shot the shit out of it, didn't I? And because he like shot it when he pulled Sherman through before, he was like shooting like randomly all, all over the room. Right. And it's almost implied that he killed Sherman in the process, but they never really look at the body. Yeah. Because Phil says something like, you didn't even care where you were shooting. And he's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like you were shooting, but you didn't care who you hit. Yeah. But also like Sherman just got his throat ripped out. He's getting eaten alive by this thing. He ain't, he wasn't going to make it anyway. No. This is so shitty too, right? You got three dudes and Axel's like, Come on, Vanessa, you're going first, bitch. And he, like, pushes her to go first in this damp-ass, like, fucking dark basement where this thing is probably living. Yeah. Unarmed. Um, so this thing, like, it kills Vanessa and then, I don't know, punches Axel and he, like, falls down on a, a pipe and, like, steam burns his face. And then Phil and uh, the other guy, like, run upstairs. Right, right. And then he has this permanent scar on his face from that. Yeah, he yeah he's all fucked up. And he goes upstairs, he's like, you motherfuckers left me down there. Now, come here, you. He grabs a business guy and he puts, like, one of those dog restrainer things on his neck. 
Like a pole? Yeah. He puts a rabies pole around his neck. Yeah. And and this guy, he's basically leaning around like fucking cattle. <laughs> he's using him as a literal meat shield. He's like, bark for me, baby. Bark. And the guy's like, arf, arf. Yep. Lines up. Sounds like Bill O'Reilly, all right. Who's to say he wasn't enjoying this just a little bit? Oh, dude, he was into it. He's He was just, get, he was just getting fucked with that dildo before and then paddled and shit. <laughs> he's into this. He puts on the rabies pole. He's like, oh, how'd you know? Ah, uh, my dick's hot. I got a little mahogany here, guy. He whispers into fucking. Axel's ear. He's like, yeah, you know my briefcase? Can you get something out there for me? And while you have me in this position, can you just, like, force this thing up my anus? Please. It's kind of my thing. Can you just... Just real quick. Can I see my my case real quick? Can you get that for me? It's over there. Can you get my property? My briefcase. Um, so, so they go back in the basement again. And, like... There's this weird scene. I mean, they're just walking around, right? And then, like, there's this one scene, this weird scene where, like, he puts this guy's fucking head through a glass door that's down there. And he's like, hey, <laughs> you did that to yourself, you fucking prick, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the monster, they hear the monster, and they fucking run away upstairs. And he runs away with his fucking rabies pole around his neck. Yeah. <laughs> He's fucking running fast, too. <laughs> well, Axel doesn't give a shit. He picks a pole up. Yeah, well, no, he fucking, he goes into this room because he's like, what the fuck is that noise? And the suckling's like fingering the outlet in there, the junction box. Which is never explained in any fashion. No, it's like electrocuting itself, but not really. Maybe it's a Sammy Kerr fan. Oh, yeah, there you go. You think so? I Yeah, why not? Trick or treat, motherfucker. This dude picks up a pipe and, oh, man, I laughed out loud he's like motherfucker and he like runs across <laughs> the basement and stabs the fucking he goes to stab it and it like ducks and he stabs it right into the fucking circuit breaker and just lights on he like lights like he's smoking from all different orifices and then his fucking head explodes oh it was great it's, it's kind of awesome that was actually what made me that was actually what made me think of trick-or-treat first um oh man it's so good but we forgot to mention that right before he runs into it he goes and now we'll finish where i started with your ear <laughs> 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 Knocking me from my cage, slicing my ear. The fucking, the, the fucking sewage baby just, like, pulls out a nunchuck and throws him through the wall. Oh, man, he fucking gets a Roko Sockied for sure. Death comes for us all, <laughs> Oops. Nobody actually sees Axel get killed. No. They just assume because he never comes upstairs that he's gone. The lights flicker, quick whiff of ozone. Good enough for them. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, no one cares, that's why. <laughs> oh, and then we get back to our main character, just passed out on the couch, waking up from yet another dream. Remember her? She has like a flashback of the past five scenes in like, like, like super cut. She gets the fucking Yui Bowl treatment for a second there. Yeah. It goes house of the fucking dead. Yeah. All right, we get a recap of the entire film film <laughs> like, yeah that sherrigan's getting activated <laughs> we we got a fucking like supercut of the last 15 minutes or 20 minutes of the film yeah and she's like where am i and i guess it's supposed to just imply like all the shit she's been going through is getting to her i guess i don't know she wakes up and they're like she's like where am i we out of here and it's weird because i thought at this point it was like Oh, it was a dream, like in the beginning of the movie. And he's like, yep, nah, yeah. uh, Axel's dead, that other fucking guy's dead. How are we getting out of here? Yeah, all nonchalant, like, yeah. whatever. Yeah, some sh the movie's been happening while you've been asleep. <laughs> Pretty much. And then I guess, is this the part where they set the weights up again? Yeah, this is where they get back to work on that fucking wrecking ball thing. And this is so 
strange because like they set this thing up and they're and they're going to swing it and hit it and he's like come on man let's we got to keep going until it breaks and then it's just like a hard cut to big mama and that other black girl um who was like helping rebecca and phil yeah and she's like and she's like i'm thirsty she's like here you go here's a glass of water then the business guy who was just with phil trying to knock the fucking door down is just in the hallway and he's just like why do you do? Why do you whore for a living? What's wrong with you? <laughs> well, because when he was helping Phil, he basically gave up after like one try. Like, this is never gonna work. I, you know, I can't do this. Did he? I, I felt like he was like, come on, we gotta do it again. And they were like getting ready to set up, and then all of a sudden, it just cuts. No, he, he, he says, "Fuck this. I, I'm not doing any manual labor." And he goes in the other room to fuck with these people. I'd rather put a dick in my ass than work on this thing. <laughs> Bend me over, baby. I forget if he says it to this girl if, or if he had said it earlier, but he goes, hey, uh, how much would it cost to go upstairs? And, and they're like, <laughs> oh, yes. uh, maybe if we get out of here alive, but like at least a hundred bucks, pal. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to keep that in mind. There's like people dying and he's like, listen, I got a hundred dollars in my pocket. What do you say we go upstairs? Because there's nobody up there except the dead body of that other chick, Tiffany. Step on my face, stick these dildos up my ass. Whatever. Step on my balls, stick this fucking fake dick in my mouth. Come on, hit me. It's been several hours since someone has taken a cattle prod to my testicles, and I'm jonesing, all right? (laughs) (laughs) And they're basically just like, get fucked, asshole. Like, go away. He's like, I will. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, well, well, you're, you're a bunch of whores, and you're beneath me. I don't need you anyway. And you live without morals. No, give me my briefcase full of penises. <laughs> I'm a businessman. I'm a TV show host. <laughs> Every night, 9 o'clock. Tonight at 9, dicks in my butt. So yeah, they're in the kitchen and he makes that like off-color comment just like he makes every fucking time he opens his mouth. And um, they hear something like in the pantry. And they're like, it's the fuck, it's the monster, you shoot it. And now that chick... The black chick, like, suddenly has a gun? Oh, my God. Where did she get the gun from? Well, I think she got it from Axel. I forget the exact order of events, but that's that's the same pistol. That's some bullshit, because Axel was in the basement with the fucking gun. Yeah. And it ran out, and it runs out of bullets in the basement, and then he picks up the pipe. So she had to have gotten it from... Unless there's a second gun that I'm, that I'm unaware of. I mean, I guess they have... There's multiple guns in this fucking house, right? It's a brothel. Yeah. Doing illegal shit, performing coat hanger abortions, running drugs i don't know what bootlegging i wouldn't be shocked if fucking ken Vory's done business here with his fucking girls <laughs> chicken fucker yeah him and michael Behrman have been through here oh yeah they, they were loaded fucking you know big time in that film he had those couple of pistols you know he had those big ass magnums i think he had in that yeah he, he fucking ej daily and uh the the uh the chick from fucking Three's Company are in this whorehouse, right? Yeah. They drive by. They're like, you want to stop? It's like, no, that place is weird. Excuse me. Uh, Michael Behrman pops his head and he's like, did anybody leave a lunchbox around here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a real slapping if I don't find this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to slap myself into oblivion if I don't get this fucking guy with jingamajig. Into oblivion. <laughs> She's got this fucking gun, and they're like, the monster's in the closet. And she's like, oh, shit. And the guy's like, shoot it. Paul Walker's there? (laughs) She's like, shoot it, shoot it. No, give it a crunch bar. See if it works. (laughs) She just fucking unloads into this closet. And then the doors open up, and and then Vanessa falls out dead. (laughs) 
Yeah. Even the even the I'm like Vanessa's not dead, and then the other chick in the movie goes, Vanessa's not dead. Well, she's dead now, honey. And I'm like, she is now, bitch. She's like you just shot the shit out of her. It's such a weird thing because right after this, we cut to her on the couch, and then like her playing it over in her head like she's like in shock and she just hears like just shoot him just shoot him just shoot him just shoot it just shoot it lisa needs braces it's <laughs> it's fucking weird man also what the fuck was shooting in the closet i don't know in the pantry <laughs> maybe she wanted a snack you know it's like the house in clue it has all these fucking secret compartments in it to different parts of the house oh man you push it and fucking gramps is on the other side i played a joke on her <laughs> <laughs> but she ended up getting shot. Yeah, if you looked in the in the fucking cabinets, you would have found a pterodactyl baby, a fucking dodo bird. <laughs> I don't know where that blonde with the meat outfit went. <laughs> but uh, I found this briefcase. I'm going to see if any of them fit. <laughs> I could use one of these. You think he found that? Yeah, he, he found that after they all left and like, went, went back to the future. It, and he had his fucking dildos <laughs> and he just started strapping them on there as a replacement. It just keeps spinning and spinning and spinning. <laughs> He's like, this is great. Now I have options. I still have that girl's number if she's interested. <laughs> where's that old? Where's that old lady who flies through the sky? What's her name again? GVD. <laughs> About to take off my clothes. She kept visiting me in my Aztec coffin. <laughs> Burrow the fuck right in here. Topped right on top of my willy. <laughs> Very flexible, that one. I'm going to ride it till I break it there, Gramps. Unfortunately, she was not able to. She had, you know, he couldn't break it off until he had already been in that coffin for 100 years. GVD tried, but she could not accomplish it. I can see her try now. He's got that, fu that fucking prosthetic's built to last, man. Just need to put some fresh batteries in it. I mean, honestly, I could see Gramps being the new GVD, you know, Grandpa Van Damme. It definitely isn't that guy from Elves. You know, she she excised that relationship. <laughs> well, I think she just has a bunch of side pieces, and Gramps yeah. is one. Like, you know, she's just, you know, she's got Gramps. Granny has keys. She has her house key. She has her car key. She has... <laughs> That's all of her men. Yeah, exactly. Well, ex she shares the house with Cloris Leachman in fucking Prancer. That's where everybody congregates to do this. Well, that's, one, you know, one of her many, you know, abodes. Right, that's the main brothel, right? This is the one that she, like, kind of abandoned or, like, wrote off. She's like, yeah, big mama, I don't need it anymore. Just send me the checks. But then we finally get the culmination of this, this weight fucking idea that shit does take forever too they, they they break open the fucking door and uh it makes this huge fucking hole in it and they don't really even show it to the audience uh, no and the way that so they bust through the door in the membrane <clears throat> and i thought it was cool because the the characters look through first and they're like i can't see outside <laughs> it's all dark it's I, I don't i don't know and uh Business guy's like, get the fuck out of my way. Like, I'm going first. None of you guys are going. I'm going. I'm crawling through the placenta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he crawls he, he crawls out into, like, this membranous cocoon thing. Well, and the thing that gets me is they're talking about, oh, we got to go up. And this guy literally crawls through this hole and immediately plummets. Yeah, well, it's just, no, he just falls out of the door and he's just standing outside. And there is, like, an opening at the top. And fuck, the Statue of Liberty hand comes down, and Bill Murray's like, Happy New Year! And uh, then, then Vega the Carpathian is trying to kill a baby. Yeah, fucking Louis Tully's on the other side of this thing, shooting it with a fucking ecto... Uh, with, a, with a positron collider. Yeah. Also, is it just me, or when he is, like, traversing this, like, membrane, or the fuck it is, um, is it not just a bunch of, like, raggedy blankets? Yes. That have been lit uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like it's like silk ripped up silk scarves and rope and all kinds of shit. It's kind of neat. It's like a bunch of Persian rugs that just been like you know, f- fucking undone. It's kind of charming because I just I don't are are they going for. Uh, are they trying to simulate like flesh or the womb? Yeah, are they trying to simulate flesh? Or are they trying to make it like it made a nest out of like all of the all of the clothes and things and 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 scarves and shit from the from the prostitutes' rooms or or whatever? I don't know. Well, no, I think it's literally just supposed to be like a womb. No, sure. I I don't necessarily need them to explain any of this, but it's like so like unexplained that it's just like yeah, of course a. F- a fucking toxic fetus monster would be able to create a womb from just because out of out of fucking thin air. Right. Well, is that even what it is? Is it like an? Is it actually encapsulating the fucking house? Um, is it on command? Like it can like turn it on and off like telepathically or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just you know they they really went all in on this fucking uh you know fetus angle like every fucking way you could attack it it's super charming though like the yeah i kind of dig it if this is uh 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 uh, imitating a a womb it's it's really it's pretty clever like again like there's like there's like ripped up scar like colored scarves and like silk scarves and and different kinds of rope and different kinds of textured cloth and shit it's really fucking neat and fog of course and and of course this guy as he's walking around he's 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 sweating like a motherfucker like the guy in jurassic park on the toilet I think this was Gennaro. I think this was too. He uh he gets like his his uh cuff of his sleeve uh caught in this shit. A singular button on his jacket is caught on something. Man, and he gets stuck undoing that for a fucking hot minute. <laughs> oh, He's yeah. like, God yeah, damn it, stupid cat. <laughs> I could just take this fucking jacket off, but it was like a hundred thousand fucking dollars. I ain't getting rid of this. This is Italian. You can fuck yourself. I got this men's warehouse. I'm probably gonna die if I don't do anything about it, but I ain't you know, you don't get these things easy. I had to get this custom made. <laughs> he said I would like the way I look. He guaranteed it. And I do. I really do. <laughs> So, um, yeah, monster gets him. <laughs> Unfortunately, you don't see it, though. I kind of wish this guy got it worse, honestly. I know. I feel like I feel like the budget ran out sure. for this kill, because it was like, all right, he just kind of disappears. He got death by cameraman. Yeah, he did. He got fucking POV'd to death. He starts screaming as he gets attacked, and then that girl that we were talking about earlier that, was, that, that shot her friend by mistake, she hears him get killed and has a total meltdown. And then there's this weird part where, like, I guess the hand gets thrown back into the room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and we get more animation. It's so fun, dude. Like, the stop-motion hands, like, crawling around, like, getting all, like, you know, it's all gross and shit. I mean, it definitely wasn't that guy they uh, they hired for Adam's family and idle hands. He didn't get the job this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, they couldn't afford him, dude. No, no. Mm-mm. Not in the budget. No, not in the budget, but the stop-motion hand was. We can get... A hand guy. We cannot get the hand guy. The. <laughs> but I do agree, Joe, because this is a really funny dark joke because, like we were talking about, he keeps going on about this briefcase that is his property and he left it behind. Yes. And the hand fucking hobbles over to the fucking bag and is like grabbing it as it stops moving. <laughs> It's such a funny fucking gag, dude. This fucking severed hand goes over to the fucking dildo bag and like gra- he grabs at it like Sean said. It's so good. And then uh, as this is happening, that girl's freaking out and she has the pistol. Yep. And she's just like, we're not getting out of here alive. We're not going to make it out alive. And everyone's like, whoa, 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 calm down. She's like, no. And just uh, fucking kills herself. Oh, she blows her brains right the fuck out. Also with sparks. Yeah. <laughs> Big old firework goes off in her head. Now we're at the part of the movie where we just fucking make a beeline to the end 
and everybody's okay. Yeah. Well, you're not dead yet. You're dead now. You're dead now. Now it's Big Mama's turn. Okay, go. <laughs> Big Mama's like, I've lived too long. Let me go fucking rectify that. <laughs> Basically, she's like, this is fucked up. Uh, I fucking raised that boy. He was my own kin, so I'm gonna go die with him. Or whatever. He has been dead for a while, and she's just now checking on this guy. Yeah, they don't even know where he is. And Phil's like, is he dead? I don't even know where he is. Fuck you. Fine. Go. Whatever. I need to see my son's charred remains before I can leave this earth. (laughs) I need to lie down next to my dead whatever. Son-in-law, adopted son, uh, nephew, or whatever. Crazy ass motherfucker. Yeah, pretty much. So she she goes down to the boiler room. And she doesn't even really, like, bring a flashlight or anything or a candle. She's just kind of fucking moping around down there with no plan. She finds the door where, like, the circuit breaker is behind the door where, you know, Axel died. And she's, like, fucking shaking this door trying to open. It doesn't open. And this is fucking great, dude, because the suckling bursts out of a fucking washing machine. <laughs> it's so good. It passes Allie on the way. Fucking sm- Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. You know where that fucking we you know where that's one of those fucking portals, right? So that like goes through Oh yeah. That's connected to the well too, so we all know who's in the center of that. <laughs> it really is like a dark souls hub. Yeah, but you know that that fucking suckling has a seat at that fucking table, right? Card table? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He definitely plays every Thursday night and you know, the 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 Thursday game, you know? The Thursday game, yeah, yeah. Cumdar's there, <laughs> Corpse Fucker. You know, they're always there. They, you know, they're the MDU's APA, so of course they're there running the game. Mm-hmm. They're usually winning most of the games, let's be real. Sure, yeah. They're the only ones that can handle their liquor. <laughs> Drinking the suckling under the table, yeah. I mean, the suckling is—he's literally not—he's not even an infant. So you know, one shot, the guy's basically on the floor. Yeah, he's a fucking lightweight. Yeah, but he's eight feet tall. So like, they give him a pass. Like, yeah, you could drink here. Fuck it. <laughs> you could see over the table. He's got—he got a fake ID from the being. Yeah. <laughs> Going to party with the chuds. Yeah. Just fucking corpse fucker just turns to Cumdar. He's staring at the being and uh, the suckling, and he's like, "Who the fuck invited these guys?" It's like the scene from Superbad where McLovin is like at the fucking bar with uh but it's the two cops are fucking uh come darn corpse fucker and and mclovin is the suckling yeah and they're just like man we knew you weren't that old <laughs> <laughs> he's got the glasses on over those fucking on animatronic eyes come on look at you were born yesterday actually i was born today today this morning <laughs> force born so yeah yeah I, I i could see what you're putting down there joe yeah but yeah so big mama she gets fucking killed I guess. They don't really show it. She just screams, and then Phil's, like, talking out loud in, like, thoughts and, like, monologue. Yeah. He's like, he's like, she's dead for sure. I'm not going to check. I don't know what else to do. Was I talking out loud? And then they're just kind of hanging out, waiting for fucking death. Yeah, and the fucking suckling busts right through that floor. He's like, hi, Dad. I'm here. I love that it takes the whole movie for him to realize he's a movie monster. Like, he doesn't do anything, but by the end of it, he's like, I'm going to throw furniture and break stuff. And then Phil's like, I am not your father. It's that old prospector with the broken off dick inside my girlfriend. (laughs) Don't you put this on me. So he's like, okay, fine. And then he sticks him through the fucking stomach with his two fucking barbed hands and fucking throws him to the side. Oh, I had to love this. This guy fucking pissed me off the whole movie. I was waiting for him to die and he gets picked up and he get the whole feet fucking dangling and everything. I love that so much. That's something that doesn't happen enough of no. it lately in like horror films. Like that whole like, 
you know, getting choked or getting stabbed with something and picked up. And I, I just love it so much. Same. And then uh, while while he's being killed, um, Rebecca's backing up on the floor towards the other end of the room, just freaking the fuck out. Okay. Oh, boy. This thing is like, is that you, Mom? And proceeds to dash at this woman, and it devolves back into a fetus, and Jason Voorhees demons right back up the old Volvo Express. I had a physical reaction to this. Um... I didn't think the movie would go that direction in in such a short amount of time. <laughs> no, neither did I. Like, it goes from zero to a thousand real quick. It's kind of brilliant. Uh, I didn't see that coming. I was like, holy shit, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta kind of see it to believe it. I mean, us talking about it's shocking, but if you see this happening, like, they do a, basically a reverse werewolf transformation, I'll call it. Yeah. And they show, like, different phases of it devolving. It's it's pretty fucking great. And then this woman is squirming on the floor in pain. And then the movie ends for the first time. <laughs> As she lets out a final gasp. You just... I, I thought she was dead. Done. Uh, I didn't think she was dead, but, like... Well, because I, I, I forgot about the beginning of the movie. Well, yeah, but at the same time, I'm like, how is anybody going to get to her if this thing if this building is entombed in in a skin fucking thing they just throw peroxide in those things they melt right away (laughs) again again lewis tully's outside and he's fucking (laughs) shooting this thing and it fucking all breaks off and flies into the sky uh because these cops go in and they're like hey lady you okay two single cops you mean the 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 fucking the guys from shining time station like those two conductors Like, one is dressed like a cop, and one is dressed like a fucking, like a pilot. <laughs> That's all they had for costume? They're like, yeah, we fuck it, we can fudge it. It's close enough. And they drag this scene out for, like, a solid two minutes. Yeah. Of these cops, like, just, like, lazadaically walking around this fucking mess. There's a piece of dialogue from one of them where he kneels down next to Rebecca, and he goes, Hey, you okay? He doesn't wait, and he goes, You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Has no idea what happened. <laughs> like... Just the idea of that is hilarious because it's like this eight foot thing has just shrunk into this yam sized thing and jammed itself back up my crotch. Yeah, you'll be okay. You'll be fine. Yeah. Well, as we come to find out, uh, she's not okay. No, not at all. <laughs> at all. Because fucking um, Danny DeVito comes back. So, uh, what, 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 you know, that's what happened. And then this happened, and then I don't know what else happened. Uh, she she came in, and uh, she's crazy. Let's go down this hallway. And this is this throwaway line, right? Because they come up on this fucking dude, <laughs> this like orderly who's supposed to be on watch, but he's just like got his feet kicked up with like a fucking comic book. He's smoking a cigarette right next to a no smoking sign. Yeah, yeah. He sees the doctors walk up. He yeah. doesn't even like really process it right away. He's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Then he looks at the sign. He's like, oh, fuck. He puts it out. It's right here where he's like, yeah, they took that Rebecca lady to the uh, South Wing. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> So we found out her name, like, what, the entire runtime of this film? What is it, an hour and 45 in? The end of the fucking movie. And then, you know, basically, while this other guy's giving bad dialogue, this other doctor's basically running down what we just witnessed in the in the movie. And uh, they're, the way they're talking about it is, like, they're going to visit her in this room full of other crazy people. Dude, is this, like... It's like they're on a they're in a gymnasium. Kinda. It's like a gymnasium padded room. It's like crazy people sports. It looks like the fucking 
scene from Bronson where he's just fucking drugged out of his mind. He's in a room full of people with extreme mental disorders and they're all just like going insane. Yeah. That's clearly what's happening to this fucking woman because it's kind of like the end of Friday 1 where no one, I mean, obviously that movie doesn't end to this extreme, but the idea that they don't believe her. Like, yeah, there was no boy. Like, you're fucking crazy. Sure. Um, yeah, wh- who the fuck would believe this? It's kind of like, who would believe giant mosquitoes attacked you? You know, kind of shit. Sure. And they also felt the need to cut her hair, I guess? I guess. she She's, like, wearing this bad wig. And, um... So, the way this movie decides to go out is, like... Oh. <laughs> his name's Buck, and he likes to fuck, and he walks in... Yeah! ...with his friend. That was the best way of saying it without saying it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Tarantino saw this movie. Yeah. You ever see The Suckling? That's a great idea. I'll borrow that. It's a great idea. Well, we're gonna do that. Yeah. But I'm gonna do it better. <laughs> I'm gonna put it in a fucking million-dollar movie instead. That guy's gonna get his head crushed. It's gonna be great. And it was. Yeah, it was. Um... So, yeah, so they take this woman out of this place and they uh, take her into the other room and uh, rape her. And this one guy is like, man, he's like, shut up, man, you're fucking up my romance. And then the suckling's still alive and well inside because it fucking shoots an umbilical cord out and chokes this fucking guy to death and then proceeds to rip the other guy apart. As they deserved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, while some people laugh through the window. Yeah, while all the crazy patients look at it, lick on and and laugh. And then it just ends. Well, does it? Oh, Oh, no. Wait, what? All right, first of all, Connor, this is a long-running thing on this show. Did you watch the credits? (laughs) No, I didn't. Come on. (laughs) Connor, you motherfucker. Dude, it happens literally like two seconds after. Oh, man, I did not. You missed one of the best parts of the film, I'm going to say. You check the fuck out. You, I swear, that's why you never watch those video zones on fucking the full moon tapes, man, because you just want to shut that shit right off. <laughs> so, so what happens is, like, there's... It just cuts to, like, outside of that house, and somebody's face is melting off? Yeah, in an extremely gory fashion. Yeah, it goes full street trash. Yeah, it's intercut with the beginning of the credits, and I I guess it had to have been... It must have been a deleted scene or some shit. I, I guess so. Because there is two There's two people watching this happen. There's this, like, real dorky guy, and there's a kid with a shirt that says, Fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they're just watching this person, like... Covered in I, I what I assume is like radioactive waste or the shit from the house that was that the suckling put all over it and it like ripping their face off. Yeah, and I was really hoping it was that Bill O'Reilly fuck. So I'm just gonna say it was to make myself feel better. And this guy literally melts down to Con, you know, Connor's actual form, a skeleton. Yeah, yeah, his true form, if you will. I'm suing for copyright infringement. <laughs> And and the only thing left is the skeleton, some fucking blood, and a tie that's, like, burned half away. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it is him, yeah. I I think it has to be, because he's the one who went outside. Um, you know, the the color of the suit's not the same, but fuck it, because fuck that character, and he needed a gruesome death. Sure, but, like, they never even fucking established that it's him. No. Like, it's just really... It's really strange, because we're cut... We cut right into him melting, right? There's no setup. No. And then and then it then it ends. Yeah, then it then it yep, that's it. You know, I don't know what that had to do with the plot, but I liked it a lot. I wish I mean did, I watched it 3 times. Did they forget to put it in the other part? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, afterthought. They didn't want to waste it after a 50 50,000 budget that was probably like 5 Gs of it, so they had to get it in there. <laughs> uh So, so where are we putting this? Um I didn't like this at all. 
<laughs> really? Um, I, like, when there's no monster killing going on, this movie is kind of boring. Um, there's lots of just people bickering and walking from one room to the next, and then back to that room. Um, I didn't find it very engaging. I didn't find it very exciting. The practical effects are cool as shit. That's probably my favorite thing about it. Um, but yeah, I just, this, this did not connect with me on any meaningful level. <laughs> it is a fucking dumpster movie. Like, it's one of those things I saw where I was like, I don't care for this at all. And where you, like, throw it at the trash, you miss, and you're like, I'm not going to get it. <laughs> um, absolutely shelf for me. Um, the, these, these are the films, boys. These are the films that I live for. Um, this, I had said this on the, the being episode. Um, this is the low budget sleazy shit that I really, that really tickles me, right? You have great creature effects. There's a really awesome concept here. I, it's so fucking out there and just like in my wheelhouse, like (laughs) it's a fucking fetus that gets flushed down a toilet, <laughs> stuck in radioactive goo, and becomes an eight-foot fucking skinless monster. The premise is immediately, like, it, it grabs you. Right. Which is why, yeah. I, when you said we were doing this, I was like, okay. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, this is, the, this is the only way this film can exist, right? As, like, a low-budget, one-off... Oh, yeah, without a ...fluke doubt. of a film, you know what I mean? Um... I think the, the the effects are fantastic in this film. Uh, you know, it, it has what you expect. It has some bad acting. It has some bad dialogue. Um, the concepts here are really cool. I think at some times there's some really uh, fun cinematography. I love the way that they handle some of the shots and the lighting and the sound effects and the score here. It just feels... I mean, as sleazy as this movie is, it's a very, like, kind of cozy movie. Um, it makes me laugh. It keeps my attention. Um, but it, it never at any point am I like, this fucking movie sucks, you know? It's very, it's charming. That's the, that's the best way to describe this. Um, from this, from, from that, like, stop motion that's just, like, not quite great, but it's, like, good enough. And you're like, they really tried. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's what, I think that's what this does, right? These, they, they made a movie and they really tried to make a movie and they had a clear picture of what that movie was, even though it's not what maybe they expected it was going to turn out to be, right? Um, I think everybody's in 100% in this film uh, from all angles. And it's just, and it it's the definition of so bad it's good in my book. Um, where it's really, it's, it's, it, 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 it's bad in terms of looking at another film and comparing it to another film, but good because everybody involved cared about what they were doing and and, and tr- were earnestly trying to make a, a, a you know albeit wacky and crazy but a good film you know so uh so fuck yeah this this is a shelf movie easy now movies like this i usually don't like um but in this particular instance i weirdly enjoyed this so yeah it's definitely shelf believe it or not um the acting is definitely worse than like a movie like The Boneyard, which was a film I kind of picked on for the acting. But I, for some reason, didn't mind it as much in this. I, I don't know. Maybe it was just the whole aesthetic 
of it being like so low budget, like kind of like what you said, Joe, like so bad it's good. I think it kind of does fit that description to a T. Um, even though it's low budget, I feel like they kind of knew what they were making. Like they, they knew like, hey, we got 50 Gs to make this. This isn't going to be anything spectacular, but let's let's kind of lean into that. You work with what you got. And you do the most, uh, you do the most you can with what you have, you know. Exactly, and it's 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 definitely trauma esque for sure. And I think maybe that's also why I like it. Like you know, I'm not a huge fan of uh, all the trauma stuff, but there's like I I could probably count on both hands uh, movies that I like in that quote unquote universe. Sure, yeah. Um, Toxic Avenger, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 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 where where the fuck on the shelf am I putting this? I guess uh, we talked about this on our. Uh, vampires episode john carpenter's vampires but i have that uh that shrine in the closet the daniel baldwin bubblegum <laughs> gin bottle fucking uh concoction and i you know honestly i can only think of one place to stick this in uh, it's right in his cooch because of course uh this statue's got you know both sets of uh reproduction organs because why would it not it's daniel baldwin we don't know how he's uh put together down there i almost just spit water all over my microphone <laughs> And uh, you know it's 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 shoved in there, and uh, it's warm, it's cozy, uh, it's a little cheesy, and it's uh, the effects are, are oozing out of the fucking DVD case all around uh, Daniel Baldwin's junk area on the shelf. But uh, yeah, absolutely a shelf movie, and uh, I didn't think I was gonna say that. There was about a good fifteen minutes of this film. Uh, going into it that I was like, what the fuck am I even getting myself into? And then like, when the first super dark thing happens, I'm like, oh, okay, it's one of those movies. All right, sure. Uh, you know, it touched me in a weird way. Okay. Because uh, I, I, you know, to some people, this movie is just like, they probably can't even fucking watch it. It's so offensive. But to me, like, I don't know, something about the way that this movie pokes and prods at these kind of hyper-serious themes is... Uh, Weirdly enjoyable to me, and uh, if you like this kind of stuff, I I would definitely recommend it. Um, it's on Tubi. I know I, we're not getting paid by Tubi. Maybe one day we will. Uh, we're gonna get that sponsorship. But you know what? Why don't you Why don't you go support physical media? How about that? Go pick up that Vinegar Syndrome yeah. uh, Blu-ray. Fuck yeah! It's really good. I very well might do that actually. And if you got a fucking copy of this on VHS, please hit me up. Let's do a trade. I got some good shit. I'll even fucking pay for it. Especially if you got that styrofoam baby in a jar, because we got Rucker Hauer on the line from the, the afterlife. We need him to... Uh, I want that baby. You know, look at it, give us his fucking personal opinion, get a little pickle juice in there. Especially hit us up if you have one of those uh, suckling promotional fetuses and you're willing to part with it, because it would go to a very good home. What do we got on tap for our next episode gentlemen we're doing meteor man with dave deforn yes our our resident artist who does a lot of our uh our main graphics like the logo and uh you know our trick or trash graphics and uh stuff like that dave did the one uh, dave did our main logo with the uh, with the hand coming out of the trash can um and he does all of our event logos like trick or trash and trashing through the snow and uh we have so we have a, a couple cool events coming up um in a couple months too new ones we're not doing blockbuster bombs again this year we're doing something a little bit more fun yeah we're looking forward to that. Well, uh, as as the summer fucking approaches, yes, which, with this goddamn pandemic, I can't believe it's this close already. I fucking, 
I feel like I'm in uh, Sig Voltson's fucking uh, clock shop. The fucking time's just moving a mile a minute around me. I don't even know what what day it is sometimes. So yeah, don't forget to go over to the to our Instagram and check out the MD guide, and you can get all the deets there um, of what's coming up. Um, I mean, we usually we, that that's what that's for, right? We made the MD guide for you guys, so you can um, keep track of the releases. Yeah, get a look at the schedule. See see what see what's cooking. See say hey, I never saw that, or oh, maybe I should revisit that before I listen to the episode. Um, get out that VHS fucking uh, tape, you know, set it to EP, put it in, hit record, you know. <laughs> There you go. I mean, it's okay if you don't have a VHS. Put it on that DVD. Or if you don't have the DVD, put, you know, fucking stream it. It's all over. We have the internet. The- yeah. Put it on your laser disc. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Bust out that laser disc. Get it from George Lucas. He's got them all. <laughs> He's got them on Skywalker Ranch. And uh, just, just one other thing I wanted to mention, just uh, for those curious at home. Uh, we did this movie, The Suckling, and uh, it's about, you know, we just talked about it. You know what it's about. But, uh... This episode's airing on May 15th, so this day has already passed, but just for a little peek behind the curtain, we recorded this on Mother's Day, and I just find that hilariously appropriate. Yeah, we were, (laughs) we had, we had toyed with the idea of releasing it on Mother's Day, but we got, um, we had conflicting scheduling, so (laughs) we're recording it on Mother's Day. (laughs) Fucking thought that counts, right? So that's it. That's The Suckling from 1990, directed by Francis Terry. Hey, everybody, if you want some more bad movie goodness, you can check us out at moviedumpsterpodcast.com. Subscribe to us anywhere you listen to your podcast, and make sure to leave us a five-star review if you dig the show, because it helps us get out of the bottom of the dumpster and into more eardrums. Yeah, and if you're on the social medias, you can follow us at Movie Dumpster on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor. If you don't give us five stars on iTunes, I will execute an MDU character every hour on the hour. McGraw. <gasps> Holy shit. You better go do that. Don't let GVD hear you say that, man. <laughs> She's got a lot of power. Yeah, we're fucking serious. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. <laughs>